It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled "Wait for Them." Our scripture reference for today is First Corinthians chapter eleven, verses seventeen through twenty-two and twenty-seven through thirty-three. As always, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of His holy word. Now, in the following instructions, I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For to begin with, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and to some extent, I believe it. Indeed, there have to be factions among you, for only so will it become clear who among you are genuine. When you come together, it is not really to eat the Lord's supper, for when the time comes to eat, each of you goes ahead with your own supper, and one goes hungry, and another becomes drunk. What? Do you not have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you show contempt for the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I commend you? In this matter, I do not commend you. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be answerable for the body and blood of the Lord. Examine yourselves, and only then eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For all who eat and drink without discerning the body. Eat and drink judgment against themselves. For this reason, many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Since the pandemic, our church stopped serving communion through intention. That's when you take a piece of bread offered to you as the body of Christ and dip it into the juice as the blood of Christ. For obvious reasons, we wanted to limit the number of people handling the elements. So for now, we use little all-in-one communion kits. These are small plastic cups prepackaged with juice. They also come with the wafer, the body and blood of Christ on the go. I wasn't a fan of using these kits at first, but they served a purpose. After a while, my attitude softened. Normally, people line up to receive communion. Someone offers the elements for everyone to receive. One by one, each person shares. Lord help you if you were one of the first ones in line. That meant you had to sit there and wait for the next ten minutes for everyone else in line. Yes, you could pray while you wait. I'm not sure many people do. I've come to appreciate the kits a little more for one reason. They allow us to share communion together. We pass them out to everyone at the same time. I present the body and blood of Christ before all to see together. 
Then we share Holy Communion at once. At some point, we'll go back to intinction. There's a powerful symbol in that practice. For now, though, I want to dwell on what this new practice allows us to do. It turns out it does remind us of a biblical lesson. Like so many other practices of faith, most of us think of communion in personal terms. There are people who only attend worship on communion Sundays. Indeed, there is great joy in knowing Christ's love for yourself. Receiving communion is a personal means of grace, but not only a personal means of grace. Christ did not bring in his disciples one by one into private communion. They shared their meal together. I imagine they had some strange looks for each other as they did. In the early church we read of in the New Testament also knew communion as a corporate act. Not just that you had communion at the same time as other Christians. It was a way in which the body of Christ shared in the joyous sacrifice of Jesus together. And just as Holy Communion can be celebrated together, it can also be abused. This was a reality for the Corinthian church. How can Christians take a joyous act of grace and transform it into a way to humiliate other Christians? I say by overemphasizing the personal aspect of the act, forgetting that what we do matters to the rest of the body, not caring about how your actions impact others. The apostle offers an obvious way to begin to broaden our sense of communion. Wait for one another. Do our logistics make room for that kind of attitude? How can we make sure we share communion with the attitude of a Christian community that waits for each other? Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find another note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. And the easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.